back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. And Casey, this is a good one. It's a special one. Let me be the first to say happy birthday. Oh, yes, of course. Special one recording on the birthday. Very exciting. Uh, I think if you had to pick birthday weekends, the way that college basketball lines up, having the final four on your birthday weekend is a pretty good, is a pretty good choice. So I'm, I'm always happy to have that it, it falls around that and football's on Easter this year. So happy Easter, Marlon. Happy Easter. Listeners, uh, thank you for the birthday wish. Uh, doing good. Uh, definitely feeling a little bit older after staying up late watching that <laughs> basketball game last night, but uh, it was a good one and, and definitely, definitely worth it. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Also uh, feeling the effects of last night's late game in Slash Heroics. Um, but what a weekend. What a Final Four. Well... What a half of a final four, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Uh, and then we'll start in the good half and talk about the other half because it was, I, I think, what we expected in the Baylor-Houston game, um, but it was disappointing nonetheless that it wasn't as exciting as the Gonzaga-Sale game. But I don't think anything could have been. Uh, Marlo, people are saying this was the game of the year, um, and I don't remember enough to dispute that. Are you going with the crowd of now and saying game of the year? Game of the year? I don't know. I mean, ending of the year, sure, but uh, I think it wasn't that long of a... Well, it doesn't mean anything now. Cause, yeah, because it doesn't matter. It's not the tournament, but we talked about the Michigan-Ohio State game yeah. being being a, a, a good game of the year. Um, but sure, recency, recency bias, I'll take it. Yeah, I feel like there was one in the like opening week that was really good. I can't remember now. I know people are are sleeping on the, the 60-55 Wisconsin win over Maryland. Yeah, people forgetting that. People forget that that double overtime win against Indiana, eighty to seventy three, and two overtimes. People forgetting that one. I know, but recency. I guess this Gonzaga UCLA game was at least better than those Wisconsin games. I mentioned. <laughs> I was trying to look at like what our like worst like our worst win was because I wouldn't say like a, one of our losses, right? But yeah, <laughs> it was like what was our, our like least exciting win? <laughs> Beating Rut- at winning Rutgers. Rutgers sixty yeah. to fifty four, yeah, uh, that was probably one of the least exciting ones. But um, yeah, I guess let's start at the end. Um, and I guess the closing. Well, there's kind of two closing sequences, right? We have the overtime closing sequence, and we have the end of the game closing sequence. So let's start with the end of the game closing sequence with the shot uh, by Jalen Suggs. Uh, and I guess take it a step back. Let's go with the shot, Marlo. Okay. 3.3 seconds left. Inbounds the ball. Gets about halfway between the uh, half court and the three-point line. Puts up, I, I, would, I wouldn't say a prayer, but, you know, between a prayer and uh, I meant to shoot it like this shot. Mm-hmm. Banks it in. Marlo, what was your reaction? Banks, the bank, the bank it in it was the, uh, the icing on the cake for me. Because uh, I think, yeah, when he threw it up, well, what's his face? Got the, the layup to tie it. Like you said, they drill yeah. it down. Once that ball is in the air, I didn't think it had a shot. I thought it was here we go double OT. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that was wrong. But when once that banked, once that banked in, um, yeah, you know, you call that's the thing you call. Like I meant to do that. I called the bank in the air. You probably could hear it on the court with yeah. not as many fans in the crowd. So I call. I'll give it a uh, an eight point five. Eight point five. Well, yeah. I when it went in, I yelled really loud, just like a. 
guttural like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and surprisingly, didn't wake anybody up in the house because everyone else was sleeping. I was up watching the game. Uh, I was, I guess, I, I was shocked. The, the whole game, I was just like shocked. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. At, at, at what a game it was. Uh, I think before it, before that sequence in overtime, you had the Suggs block, then take it to the rim uh, play that was amazing uh, to kind of do it on both ends there. Maybe a foul, maybe not, but whatever. Maybe he was coming out of bounds, maybe not. Uh, I think in the end it was the right call um, there. That was just an amazing sequence. And then at the end of regulation, right, you had the charge call, the block charge call that was called yep. a charge uh, with Juzang driving to the lane and <clears throat> running into or whatever, uh, Timmy from, um, from Gonzaga, who went to take that charge with four fouls. Too, so I thought that was really interesting there. I was surprised that Juzang went for the drive because he seemed to be on fire from his mid-range jumpers all night. I thought he could have pulled up and had a much cleaner look, but alas, uh, that doesn't go in. They move on to overtime. Gonzaga wins by three on that last second shot in overtime. Uh, and I guess I skipped the lead-up to the last shot. There were so many amazing moments in this, Marlo, that I can't even uh, <laughs> remember them all and am doing a terrible job of doing them in order, but Prior to Suggs' game-winning shot, Juzang did go to the hole, missed his initial shot, and it just went, my thought was, game's over. Somehow, <laughs> the ball bounces back to him, gets his own rebound. Uh, the Gonzaga defender's momentum kind of carried them out of the way and makes the layup, and I was shocked by that. And then the three-point to win it happened. My mind was just blown, and I was just so surprised i guess this, that this game happened the way it did and especially kind of the endings in both regulation and overtime yeah i think you picked that apart the whole game you're just kind of in you know in shock we had no no plans for this game to be even close uh just kind of the whole game waiting for either gonzaga to turn it on or ucla to become the team we thought they were um down the stretch and yeah so i that culminated with that, mixed with that, I should say, mm-hmm. really makes that game, the, the shot <laughs> even more exciting. And one of the things I love doing in, in moments like this is finding the home team broadcasts. Yeah. So the Gonzaga one was amazing. You can just you see their excitement when uh, Juzang misses the the short shot, and then their disappointment when he makes the layup, and then obviously the. Uh, Euphoria when they make the shot. And then one of my favorite things, and this happens all the time on Packer Radio, maybe the reason why I like it, is when something mm-hmm. good happens, before the announcer or the play-by-play guy can tell you, the color guy just jumps in and goes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened in the Gonzaga shot. They, essentially, they're like, and Suggs hoists it, and then you just hear, yes! <laughs> and the guy yelling yes is Adam Morrison. Is it? For Gonzaga, yeah. It oh, so wow. Cool. So that was really neat. And then I... I re- it popped up. I don't didn't search this one out, but the UCLA side, uh, the announcer uh, calls it. He you hear the excitement again, kind of reverse, right? It's reverse of the mm-hmm. rea- reactions we had, and uh, he gets excited when Juzang makes it, and then just the disbelief when Sung's shots go in, and he goes, "Oh, he made it!" And then he says, "I'm like, UCLA is going home. Go cry into a pillow." <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, and just like the. The disbelief. Oh, it's so fun. And uh, so sports is all about right there, the hometown broadcast. 
And then cool. maybe I dabbled a little bit in the, the foreign languages and the international ones. But I don't know why. I oh. just love those calls and the excitement and stuff and maybe the heartache a little bit too. But, oh, it was so fun. So what, I mean, just an unbelievable game, unbelievable endings, Marlo. Uh, just kind of some stats about the game and how well both teams played. Uh, both teams shot essentially 58%, give or take half a percent on each side. Both teams committed only 10 turnovers, and free throws were even essentially at 21 to 20. I mean, this was such an even game. Are you giving credits to the refs? I don't. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> Casey's I didn't. I didn't notice the refs in this game. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I did find myself pulling for one side a little bit more than the other in this game. And the fact that I didn't notice the refs, I think, tells you. All you need to know about um, refs in, in this kind of, this kind of spot. There were 16 fouls each side, so yeah. uh, about as and it, it felt it felt well officiated. If I saw, anyway, I'm talking about officials now. I didn't even need to. Uh, <laughs> it was a very even game, and I think you you mentioned we highly doubted that was going to happen. Obviously, the spread was the largest spread going into a Final Four, and somehow UCLA was able to up their game to play with Gonzaga, and it. Uh, just, I, this is what I I, I kind of realized about UCLA. Uh, let's uh, I I don't know. I had Gonzaga here first, but I just want to mention about UCLA. This felt like the best Wisconsin game you'd ever watch. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean by that is they <laughs> run their offense. They run their offense, and then all of a sudden, there's seven seconds left in the clock. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh shit, we got to do something." <laughs> Except in this game, all their <laughs> shots that were, you know, a lot of their shots I was just watching. I'm like. I'll take that shot if I'm Gonzaga. Yeah, I'd give that one up. You know, the foot inside or a step inside the three-point line, the the challenge jumper along the baseline. But they were just going in, and it just felt like when Wisconsin plays well, <laughs> this is what it looks like. And when Wisconsin doesn't play well, it looks like Houston <laughs> against Baylor <laughs> when they miss those late shots. So that's what I meant by that. There you go. They hit their threes. They shot 47% from three, UCLA did. And they hit their late-in-the-shot-clock shots. That kept them in this game, um, so that's why. Yeah, I, that's the thing. UCLA played their best game. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't watched every UCLA game this season, but they played they like just as you pointed out. They played a hell of a game, probably their best game. They gave Gonzaga their best shot, um, and it was just three points short. And I think that's you know that is we and he got. It's not like Gonzaga played a bad game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as you as you pointed out here with the stats, but UCLA had to play their best game and then and it came up short. And you know, I do think that's a testament to how good Gonzaga is. And we'll talk later about their shot coming up um, in the, in the championship. But do you think it's a testament to how good Gonzaga is, or that UCLA kind of stepped up and played out of their mind? I I think it's a little bit of both. I'm just, I th- Gonzaga I think played a good game but they they could be better. I think what was important about this game or what was impressive about this game for Gonzaga is that even though UCLA was giving them this kind of shot, this kind of effort, this kind of efficiency, they didn't get rattled. They didn't, you know, um wilt under the pressure because they're you know you we see this all the time with top seeds when all of a sudden it gets in 5 minutes left and the announcers were talking about this the whole game they're like UCLA just wants to be within ten points with five minutes left, and it's like, well, crap, they're tied. And they, you know, they were up occasionally, and just the fact that Gonzaga kept taking these blows and coming back and, and making blows of those, I think, is 
what was impressive to me about Gonzaga in this in this game, um, and something that we have maybe wouldn't have seen Gonzaga teams in the past or other top seeds for that matter, uh, especially the way Gonzaga had been beating teams all season. Right, there was only yeah. one game all season that was within ten points. Now they have two, but uh, the whole kind of narrative was: well, when things get tight, can they figure it out? And I think the way they executed towards the end of regulation, uh, they had a great look from, uh, was it Crispert or whatever, at the end of regulation to, to win the game uh, that I think might might have gone uh, in you know another game. Um, and Suggs' play and the kind of calm demeanor he had at that last play, they felt, it seemed like they were ready for this kind of game. And I think that's what was most impressive, more so than... Uh, anything else I learned about how, because I knew they were good, I knew their offense, I knew they were going to score points, and maybe not 93 points, granted, in overtime, but uh, that's what I was impressed with, how they didn't wilt under the pressure when they, I think they easily could have. And it seemed like a, li- a little bit in there, they were on edge, like they, like uh, Timmy was in foul trouble and get a little frustrated, and it seemed like a couple times, they like things could have gone off the rails for them, but they kept it together and kept being really good and efficient so that's that's what i thought uh, did you learn anything about gonzaga or was this just a ucla balled out of their minds uh well yeah to your, i think this is a, a test that they they were able to push through i was like as a team as a great team as gonzaga has been all all year you always look for that when they dealt with the uh adversity right mm-hmm. and so obviously they dealt with that and came back on top of this one so they got that you know, they finally got that scare out of the way and how that will translate going into the, the championship game. Um, I, you know, I think that will you know, kind of get them more focused, hyper-focused. I'm hearing coach talk all the locker room. You know, we only got this, we, we, we're this far away. We got to, you know, we got to keep coming, bring the game every game, all that stuff. So I think going through that, like mentally for them, was the one of the best things that could have happened <laughs> besides winning the game um, going into the championship. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of talk to that. That's similar to the coach talk of like, I'm glad we lost in the regular season. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have to focus on that in the playoffs, although they are going undefeated. Uh, yep. All right, let's talk about, I guess, the teams, some of the highlights of there. Let's start with Gonzaga, the winners. Ayaye started the game hot, five for five, I think it was. Um, and I think he had some free throws in there. Then he had. A uh, real heat check <laughs> three-pointer that he took that was like, okay, so let's settle down. Uh, and then uh, for Gonzaga, Timmy really closed it, uh, 25 points. He took that huge charge that we talked about earlier. Uh, and <laughs> how do you feel about Rafferty every time he got the ball? He's like, watch his footwork. <laughs> <laughs> Rafferty, man. <laughs> get ready for it. <laughs> let's get excited about the footwork. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I love Rafferty, but I, you know what? I can't... I, this is a me thing, and I understand it. But big men taking charges, I'm just not with that. There's, I'm just not about like big guys taking charges. It just doesn't seem it doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem like you like. Obviously, it's worked out for him. But when I saw that happen, it's like, like in the moment, I'm like, I just hope they call a block because I don't like big men taking charges or trying to take charges. Like I just hope they call a block, um, and they call charges. I feel like you should just go up and defend. Yeah. Yeah, you obviously have a much better opportunity to do that than if you're, you know, six feet tall or yeah, 
something like that. So that, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if I'm there with Sorry. That, that was a me thing. I, I know it's a me thing. It's okay. fine. You, you don't have to be there. Okay. And then the other thing, it just seems, to me, Jalen Suggs, he just has like this, the it factor out there. He just is never rattled. He's getting the crack picked out of him all game, and he just was calm and cool. Uh, had the huge play on the block in the transition basket, and then obviously the winning three-pointer. And he just, it seems like he was able to control the game or just always be comfortable at whatever stage of the game it was. And I think that went a long way in kind of what I explained about Gonzaga never really getting rattled. So that's all I had in other than what that's the rest of what I had for Gonzaga, I guess. Anything that jumped out to you to you about that co- they covers it for me. I thought they would have shot a little better from three, but I mean they ended up seven to twenty one. They're usually better than that, but uh, all right, uh, UCLA again. I just can't believe they hung in this game. I just this whole game. This has been the whole tournament for me, I guess, with UCLA. But I mean, times a thousand in this game because they got up early, and then I was like, okay, we'll see how long this happens. And then they were down what one one at halftime, and yep. I was like, okay, let's you know see if they can hang in the second half and won the second half right by one in the first overtime. I just couldn't believe they were in this game. Uh, Juzang is absolutely amazing. He finished. Uh, 12 of 18, 3 of 6 from three-pointers, 29 points. Just unbelievable. Their other players, Jaquez, Campbell, Riley, all really good. Riley, he hit how many of those uh, jumpers? He's forward, and he's hitting these jumpers that he probably hasn't made all season. It was driving me nuts. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, I just can't believe how well this UCL team played in this tournament and in this game. And I think it's just I can't get over the fact that I think they should have lost to Michigan State in the <laughs> first round. Um, but, man, they were so good in this game and made this game probably the best game of the year. Yeah, 100%. It's, yeah. UCLA couldn't have played a better game. Uh, it was fun to Ju Zhang. Uh, I can't ever say his name. Ju Zhang. Pronounce it for me. I think it's Ju Zhang. Ju Zhang, right? Ju Zhang. Yeah. Zhang. Made himself a lot of money. Made himself a lot of money this tournament. Made himself a lot of money last night. Uh, but it is fun. To, he is a fun player to watch. Yeah, he. It's a, Grant Hill pointed this out a lot, but he gets to his spots, and he, it's these shots it, throughout the game where it's just like, oh man, really f- from the elbow, and it just <laughs> drills it. It's, it's crazy. He was he was so good all tournament and in this game, and then there was that tugging on the heartstrings with his brother coming back from. Yeah, uh, from Vietnam. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, UCLA. And there was a lot of talk as we look into this and look towards Houston about how getting to the Final Four are these like program building, like momentum building things. And I felt that was a bit overdone. <laughs> a bit like, let's pump the brakes. And I mean, maybe UCLA will be back, right? I don't know. But um, it seemed like they, they had some special players here who may or may not be back next year. How can they replace that? And especially for Houston, which we'll talk about in a minute. And like, let's just talk. You know, it's an achievement to get to the Final Four, but let's pump the brakes on. This is a sign of things to come. Yeah, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. Once upon a time, there was a team that made the two straight Final Fours. They're doing great, and they're doing, doing awesome. just doing fine. just fine. <laughs> it was crazy that before this game, the last two undefeated teams to make it to the Final Four both lost in Indianapolis. Yeah, 
That was that's and then that's what I kept thinking the whole game too. Is like this building is nuts. That would be that's so coincidental, but it in the moment felt like oh that's another reason why Gonzaga might lose this game, (laughs) which obviously doesn't matter at all. But but it definitely felt like it. Um, All right, Um, that's it for Gonzaga UCLA. What a game! Uh, if the championship is half that good, I will, I will be excited. Um, but all right, let's talk about the other game. We're going to talk a lot less about this one. Uh, <laughs> Baylor seventy-eight, Houston fifty-nine. Just another never a doubt game for Baylor. I mean, I think now they have the question of what if it's tight, whereas Gonzaga doesn't have that question anymore going into the championship game. Um, and I just can't imagine this game without Sasser from Houston. I think he had 17 of the 21st half points, something like that. I know he had five threes. And <laughs> I, I just can't imagine what this game would look like if he wasn't scoring. Um, and I'm just, every game I watch Baylor, I'm just so impressed with their defense, and I'm just impressed with the balance they have on their offense. They just have so many playmakers. They finished this game with five players in double digits. And it just seems like they can get offense from any position on the floor, which is, you know, <laughs> something Wisconsin obviously wasn't able to do. So it's really fun to, really fun to watch. And just anybody can score, and create a play. It's, it's really great to watch. Um, Houston, I don't. We talked about it. They had the weakest run to a Final Four ever. I'm still. The whole time we weren't convinced they were good, and I don't know. I guess this validates it, but it feels a bit harsh to say this validates it. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, they looked good. I I think we, in totality of watching them play in this tournament, they seem to be on the upswing at the right time. And I guess I forgot who I, I didn't like realize about their – you forget about their COVID pause in the middle of the season, right? Uh, Who Baylor or Houston? Baylor. Baylor? Oh, Baylor. Yeah. Oh, are we talking about? Were we talking about Houston? I was asking about Houston. Oh, my bad. I told because they were because they were might have been uh, not as good as. Uh, yeah, they were. I mean, they like they they're frauds. Let's just say it. <laughs> they're frauds. They had an easy path. They almost lost to freaking Maryland. Um, Rutgers. A Rutgers. Same yeah. difference, right? Yeah, Maryland didn't make the tournament. Yeah, if Maryland was in tournament, they would have lost. But almost lost to Maryland. Had the you know that. That the luckiest path that you could have yep. uh, to the Final Four, and it just came, you know, it just came into. Team. I mean, Baylor's a good team, don't get me wrong, but still, at the same time, Houston isn't as good as their run may have been. So they'll get to hang up that banner and they'll feel good about it. But it was a fraudulent banner, but no one's going to remember that. Yeah, sorry, yeah, it, I got off track. I thought we were talking about Baylor. <laughs> I was, and then I switched and talked about yeah, talked about Houston. So that was my bad. Um, yeah, Baylor mentioned have the COVID pause, but it does seem like they're back, firing on all cylinders. Um, yeah, this was just by the time I really focused on this game, it was over. And Baylor, I guess the other thing about them is when they get up, they keep going. And it seems like anytime a team makes a run, we saw this throughout their tournament run, right? I guess most notably in the Arkansas game, but also a little bit in the Wisconsin game, right? It gets a little bit close, and then yep. they just have the answer, and they, they execute and push the lead back up. And uh, they've done that pretty much every game. So, uh, yeah, I think we're looking now at a championship game. Everybody came into this tournament saying these are the two best teams. Everybody thought these were the two best teams in um, 
uh, throughout the season, and we're going to get them in the championship game, which rarely happens in a, <laughs> a single elimination game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to have it. Uh, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, uh, just a couple stats for you. Gonzaga, not stats, but information about the game. Gonzaga is favored by four and a half points. Over under is one fifty nine point five. What do you What are you looking at this game, Ronald? What do you expect? My, I'm expecting. Um, I'm going to expect a closer game. I'm going to expect that. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be back and it's going to, I expect to be a close game back and forth up and down the court here. I know uh Gonzaga likes, or Baylor if they can will be able to to push the ball. Um Baylor is a more athletic team than Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm curious but Gonzaga is definitely it's their defensive their their team defense is sound. So I'm I'm curious to see how that dynamic works out uh on the court, but I am I don't know if this is my I don't know if this is my heart. I don't know if this is. I'm not bringing anything, but I'm, I'm expecting Baylor to pull this one out. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, I, I think the matchup is really interesting. I think that Baylor's athleticism on defense could cause real problems for Gonzaga. I don't think they've played a defense like Baylor yet. Um, but I think... The thing, the, the way I look at this matchup is, I just look at these both teams who have so many options on offense, and I just don't know how the other one stops it. So, like in the end, I guess that they all kind of cancel each other out. Uh, as crazy as that sounds uh, to me, uh, I was going. I'm a little more worried going into this game for Gonzaga than I was before the Final Four, just because. I've been told that Gonzaga's defense is good, but then mm-hmm. they gave up so many points. You'll say who UCLA who's who played really well. So I don't know if it was just they were making shots or Gonzaga's defense wasn't good enough. I mean, there was clearly moments in that game where uh, Juzang and um, Jacques just would win one-on-one matchups time and time again. Uh, and is Baylor going to be able to do that or have those similar favorable matchups? I'm not. I'm not sure, um, but that's something to worry about if you're a Gonzaga fan or rooting for them. Um, and then the other question is, can Baylor score to keep up with Gonzaga like UCLA did? So if Gonzaga's offense is as good as you know we've been told and I, we've seen here in the tournament, can Baylor score enough to keep up with Gonzaga like UCLA did. Baylor has the three-point shooting accuracy as the top three-point shooting team in the country, but can they get more than that? I don't. I'm just fascinated by this matchup, and I'm glad that we got it um, for for the championship game. I'm leaning towards with you, kind of my my head of Baylor winning, but I got to tell you, Marlo. <laughs> My yep. heart's going. My heart's going for the undefeated season. It is. Gosh. I want to witness history, and this is why I want to do it. You know who's not having the next undefeated season? All the freaking blue belts. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> it's not Duke. It's not Kentucky. It's not Kansas. <laughs> and it's going to replace Indiana as the last one, and it's freaking Gonzaga. <laughs> who's going to have the, the last undefeated season? And that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So... Until they win, and then next year I'm going to be annoyed when they, if they enter the tournament undefeated again. But for now, I'm rooting for it to annoy all the other Blue Buds who never had. You know what? Now that you've phrased it like that, I could yeah. see that. 
yeah. I can kind of take roll with it that. away from Indiana. I can, yeah, to take it away from Indiana and not and not having it be a Duke or a Kansas or a Kentucky or something like that, especially Kentucky. Ugh, that'd be bad. Um, yeah, I can roll with that frame. I can I can roll with that. That trumps then, my not wanting it to be Gonzaga. And then they <laughs> and then they can all complain about oh Duke and Kentucky weren't even in it this year. Yeah, Kansas got walled by USC. Like <laughs> so many like I don't know. I, the humor part of it kind of kicked in, and I was like, "Hey, it's not those guys. Why not have it be Gonzaga? That would be really funny." Um, and whatever, I mean, it'll be history. And it, either way, one of these two teams, right, is going to have their first championship. So, so that yeah. will be there. I still can't imagine Scott Drew being <laughs> winning a national championship. <laughs> Baylor's coach. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems weird to me, but. Well, it'll come down to I. I was rooting for Gonzaga against UCLA. I was rooting against an upset, and I. It just it just goes into this whole like eleven seed UCLA being an underdog. They're freaking UCLA. Like I'm not gonna have like some sort of pity or some sort of like camaraderie because they are just happen to be lower seeded this year. It's UCLA. I'm not gonna feel sorry for them. I'm rooting for Gonzaga. They have eleven national titles. Get out of here with your underdog <laughs> talk. All right, there we go. That's it. Championship preview. I can. I, I'll split and say Gonzaga wins, but Baylor covers. Can I do that? I just can't kind of hedge. You can so, do that. Yeah, that's, that's a total fair. Because totally I think four and a half seems too high. Uh, the way Baylor's played in this tournament, uh, I, I've just been impressed. And Gonzaga getting scared like this by UCLA, who obviously is better than we thought, but still is UCLA. Guy um, has me a little bit worried about them covering such as. What feels to me a large spread. All right. In so your yeah, Gonzaga, Baylor, I got Baylor. Baylor outright. I'm going with Baylor outright. Going to go with Baylor outright. Should be a good one. You can st- yeah. <laughs> Times tip. Times tip I off. Know, I'm, I was just going to say it's probably like 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do 11 o'clock quip. It's got to be 730 or something like that. Looking at it now. NCAA, man. 820. God. 8.20. It's so late. I guess we should say the NCAA women had their final today. Stanford holds on, defeats Arizona 54-53. to Arizona had a shot to win it. Put the ball in their best player's hands and just kind of had a desperate heave of a, a kind of fallback three-pointer that hit rim, so it was close, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the possession you want. It, it, was, the, it was definitely the coach going, I want the, my best player to take the last shot. Uh despite Stanford throwing three players at her. Um, but it was a, a close, entertaining entertaining final. Um, and the Final Four was, in general, really really good for, for the women. Uh, Stanford won their Final Four game by 1.2, and Arizona had the upset on UConn. So good women's Final Four. Yeah, UConn, UConn loses their fourth Final Four game in a row, um, which... Like to get to the four final fours in a row, that's awesome. But to lose yeah. it, like that's that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Thoughts and prayers to Gino. Um, and then also, did you see this that uh, Russell Wilson's sister is on Stanford? I saw that. Uh, I did. I saw that um, after the game. <laughs> so couldn't so get her to recruit. Yeah. So. As Big Cat said, in the Big Ten. Counts as a Big Ten champion. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. 
speaking of Big Ten, let's talk about some Badgers. We had some Badger sports here, uh, I guess, this week. But uh, women's volleyball was back right yeah. there back last week. They won the Big Ten this week uh, with a sweep over Michigan. Um, and they win the Big Ten. They had the NCAA tournament bracket announced today. They're the number one overall seed. Uh, so because of that, they get a bye in the first round. They will play the winner of Bowling Green versus Weber State, right? That's Weber, not Weber. Weber, 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 Weber whatever. Weber State. Either way, uh, I don't think it's a state, Casey. It's not a state. Um, <laughs> so get out of here with that. Uh, so they'll play the winner of that uh, next when Thursday. Excuse me, the tournament starts Wednesday. They will play next Thursday, 4.15 at 6 p.m. So be on the lookout for that. Number one overall seed. We, Go volleyball. we got some unfinished business to do. Yeah. God. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this feels so long ago. Wow, yeah. what a long time. All right, that's it for, that's all I for oh, Badgers, uh, Soccer, I saw that they won 3-2, knocking off 14th seed Michigan. I think that was the first time I've ever come across the tweets during the game and they actually won. So <laughs> Nice. Good, nice. Good job by the men's soccer team. Uh, spring football is on the way. Spring football is here. Spring practice. Spring practice, yeah. yeah. So actually get 15 practices in this year. Um, just exciting. That's good feels. They're going to have a spring practice. Mertz is going to get some snaps uh, with the team and receivers before he heads out uh, for the for fall practice. That's that's it. That's all I'm reporting. Yeah. He said that a lot of the team got vaccinated, so that, that's exciting. Ooh, line skippers. So, uh, <laughs> so there we go. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> just play it. It's all good. Just put it in I someone's arm. Don't care. Well, everybody, I think everybody get, can get vaccinated Monday, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's all. Slight, slight line skippers. Yeah, slight. Very slight. All right. That's it for Badgers. Anything else, Badgers? They are. The the soccer team is 2-7. Two 2-7-1, seven. Two, seven so. Nice. So, yeah. That so would make feel, sense. So, my about feeling about how the season was going was right. <laughs> but a big win. Big, big win today. Wins win away. Speaking of uh, soccer. Speaking morning. of soccer, it's here. It's back. Casey's corner kick. All right. <clears throat> speaking of back, EPL was back. Liverpool with a 3-0 win over Arsenal. Finally a comfortable win. Hopefully this is a sign of things to come, a sign of the offense opening up. Dago Jota had two of the goals. Mohamed Salah had the other. It just feels good to have a comfortable win again. Although Liverpool seems to have these or at least play better against the big clubs and struggle against the small clubs, so we'll see how that continues. Uh, The good news continued for Liverpool kind of throughout the rest of the weekend as all the other uh, top four rivals, so the other teams competing for that fourth and final Champions League spot, uh, dropped points this week. Tottenham tied Newcastle, Chelsea lost to West Brom, and Leicester lost to City, so... Uh, as it sits, Liverpool is in, I think, sixth place or tied for sixth place with uh, these teams. So clawing their way back into that top four, uh, which is really what the season's kind of boiled down to. City's going to win the title. United's probably going to be second. They won again today. So now it's kind of battling for those third through sixth spot, two of which, that third and fourth spot, are very lucrative and important to get into that Champions League. Um Last week, we teed off some Bundesliga, Bayern and RB Leipzig. Bayern holds on to win 1-0 over RB Leipzig, so Bayern is now seven points clear 
of Leipzig, and I think 10 points clear of the next closest competitor, so it looks like they're going to win. I think they're ninth Bundesliga title in a row. Disappointing results. I was hoping Leipzig could pull it out and make it a title race, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen uh, this year. And then this, so that was last week, looking ahead to this week. Marlo, we got a stacked week of soccer. I know you're excited. We got Super. Champions League midweek, <laughs> Tuesday, uh, Man City, Dortmund, Real Madrid versus Liverpool, Wednesday, Bayern, PSG, that's a good one, and Porto, Chelsea. All those, are, I think, are in 3 o'clock now, or 2 or 3 o'clock, I don't know. Clocks keep changing, they change at different times at different places, very confusing. Check your local listings for that <laughs> 2 or 3 o'clock. Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday, Liverpool's back in action against Aston Villa. This is one of those games they need to have. They need to start getting results against not big clubs. It starts here. And then Sunday, I guess the matchup of the week, I circled Tottenham, Man United. Second versus fourth in the table right now. So there we go. That is the corner kick. Oh, that's it. That's the corner kick. All right. Uh, moving on, we're going to go into our throw-ins. Got some throw-ins here. Yeah. The first one, we're talking about 17-game season. For the NFL, they're doing it. It's happening. Yeah, they expanded to a 17-game schedule, and it was not a unanimous vote. 31 teams voted for it. One voted against Marlowe. Your Chicago Bears Yeah, voted against. Why Why do they hate football? I don't understand. No, they don't hate football. They love their players, right? They're, they're players first. <laughs> they're players they're first players. organization. A classy players first organization. Yeah, yeah. All these other teams just worried about their money. They're worried. They they have their players' backs. What a spin! What a spin zone. Even the Bears <laughs> don't want to watch more Bears football. Um, I don't know. Seventeen game season. Sure. I, I think I saw the Packers are in the first year of this have the extra game on the road. So they have eight home games, nine road games. Mm-hmm. So. I obviously don't like that, and I think the road games are actually really tough this year, but um, so that stinks. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are they putting in an additional bye weekend? When is that happening? No, it's still just one bye per team. Uh, so let's see. The oh, I had it. Shoot. Sorry. Just checking with the stats department. Yep, there will remain one bye week per team. One bye team season started on the 9th of September, end on the 9th of January. Pro Bowl on February 6th in Las Vegas. Super Bowl is at SoFi. I don't know if you've heard, but that, that stadium's immaculate. Ooh. <laughs> we, should, we should go. You should go. And we'll be on February 13th, 2022. Mm, great. That sounds like great timing. <laughs> So yeah, your seventeenth game for the Packers is the Chiefs. Looks like Oof. the Bears got the Raiders at the Raiders. You're at the Chiefs. Packers at the Chiefs. Bears at Raiders for that seventeenth game. Great. So we both got, got I'm Glad that got added to our schedule. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Frick. <laughs> oh boy, great. Um, all right. Good job, Bears. Looking out for the players. We're proud of you. Yep. History will remember. Is that wait? What do people say? 
Ah, whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. Uh, other news. <laughs> Jordan Spieth is back, Marlo. He wins the Valero Texas Open. Wow. Yeah. Wait, the Valeros has a Texas Open? Sure. Okay. Go for it. I, I thought it was a bowl game for a second. Mm. Yeah. I didn't get the Valeros thing. Now I get a bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, have, they have it open, too. <laughs> Texas Open. Uh, it'd be cool if he was actually back. I don't know if this means that, but... The way our pod works, he's back. <laughs> Masters next week, Marlo. There it is. Masters, we're back on schedule with golf, right? Yep. The Masters yep, is going to be next week, just like it should be, right after the tournament. Yeah. It's feeling good. All the Jim Nance commercials during the tournament. Get I'm ready to go. Let's go. Prime just nap pull, time next weekend. Just pulling up that Amon Corner yep. uh, channel. Fun times. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I always watch it like Thursday, Friday. I'm like... This is, none of this means anything yet. <laughs> there's, so much, there's so much golf left. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tiger not playing. Tiger, I yeah. Checked, I checked my sources. He's. Uh, People, do we know how hurt Tiger is? Does anybody know? I don't think anyone knows. It's just not good. They're not. They. Oh. It seems like they found out what caused the crash and they're like, we're just not going to tell you. Yeah. We're just not going to tell you. His people got to the people. And it seems weird. Just not going to let it out. Seems a little weird. But he's not playing. Speeth is back, though, so we got that. Dustin Johnson's just favored to win. Uh, I think Kepka's playing, although there was a rumor he was hurt. I don't know. We'll see. Masters is back. All right. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks extended Drew Holiday, uh, I think today or yesterday. Uh, four years, $160 million. Um, glad Drew's going to be around. I just don't know basketball salaries anymore <laughs> like 40 million a year sure is that a lot i don't even know i don't even know it basketball, seems like basketball salaries have gotten so crazy like drew holidays has a 160 million dollar contract it seems years. like a lot yeah but that's but like knows? the going rate now right i don't i think <laughs> i don't know basketball salaries are crazy um all right and then last one throw in Marla, we didn't talk about this last week. Baseball started, missed it. Missed, yeah. It was we literally hit stop recording, said our goodbyes, and then we both were like, "Oh yeah, baseball starting." Today. Yeah. <laughs> so since we had the whole week to prepare, um, I didn't do it. I watched baseball. I watched yeah. the Brewers. Brewers are one and two. Um, they might win the Central. Everybody's kind of At one okay. and two. Well, not at one and two. They're going to have to win a couple more games. <laughs> and probably at a better rate than their current rate. Um, everybody's just kind of okay in the Central, ex- except the Pirates. I think the Pirates are bad. Everybody else is like, eh, we're pretty good. So it should be an interesting race in the Central because there's not really a good team. So that's my first preview. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, White Sox looks like they well, they started off when they're one and three finishing up their four game with the Angels tonight as we speak right now at the top of the fifth they are down so we'll see how that goes out um, watch the first game haven't seen much because they're over in the west coast and yes. they were playing up against basketball as well as well as my bedtime uh, so they're staying on the west coast after they stay at the Marlins so it looks like uh, I'll be a little bit for <laughs> sit down and watch a full game <laughs> nice uh, yeah well baseball means return of Baseball stats, Marlo. 
Yeah. And one happened just before we got on the podcast. Uh-oh. In the first inning, Shohei Itani threw a fastball 101 miles an hour. In the bottom of the first, he hit a baseball 115 miles an hour. Whoa. He, First player ever to do it on a Sunday? Probably. Yeah. Probably. I thought I had another one. It was like the number of overtime games on the first or the extra inning games on the first day. Man, I don't have it now. There was like four, and it was the first time since like 1948. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the baseball stat. Baseball great baseball stat. stat. Oh, they're back. It's so great. Actually, watching baseball, okay, when it's your team, kind of hard when it's not your team. Agreed. Agreed. But stats are hilarious all the time. There we go. That's all I got. That's all. Wait. Yep. That's all my throw-ins. That's all the throw-ins? All right. Great baseball preview. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Oh. Are you going to? Uh, World Series. Not the Yankees. Not the Yankees. Not the Yankees. Okay. I am going to. It's not going to be the Red Sox. They had their worst start since. That's the 1948. They had their worst start since 1948. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love all the dates. Oh, the- uh, Dodgers. Dodgers are going to win again. Dodgers are going to win again? Okay. Um, over, the, over the Yankees, probably. Yeah, another baseball throw-in. Uh, booing's back. So everyone totally remembered about the Astros. Nice. <laughs> and they're just booing the crap out of them. I love it. I love it. I love it. They showed a stat. Uh, I forget what game it was, but it was difference. I think it was the Phillies. I was watching the Phillies game a little bit today. And it was like difference between home and away record. And I think it was 2020. But the Astros, they were, they were over 700 at home and like 251 percentage on the road. For like a difference of 500,000, 500, 500 between the two. I was going to say 500%. I was like, that's not not right. (laughs) Difference of 50%. That's crazy. That's crazy the win percentage. Um, But good. I'm glad people remember. Screw the Astros. Never forget. Beat the crap out of the A's this weekend. I watched a lot of baseball. I was just so excited for it to be back. I'll probably burn out pretty quickly, though. Especially if the Brewers keep not hitting the ball. Swinging at balls in the dirt. (laughs) All right. Anything else? That is it. That's it for real. That's it for real. That's going to be it for us. As always, guys, you can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze. Myself at MarleJR. Casey at ProfBadgerFan. That's it for me, Casey. You got any last words? As always, fellow fans, until next time, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.